Department of the Dead contains graphic and explicit content that may not be appropriate for some listeners. Opinions and views do not reflect that of the Department of Defense. Listener discretion is advised. Department of the Dead. Snoop Dogg here to introduce to you our hosts, Five and Kilo. Stay spooky, bitches. Fun. <laughs> well, that was worth it. I was waiting all week to do this. <laughs> that cost money too, didn't it? Oh, fuck yeah, it did. <laughs> was it worth it? Absolutely. Every fucking cent. Snoop-a-loop. <laughs> Hi. I'm Kilo or Amanda, whichever one you want to call me, don't care. And that was my Speechify app since I started... Oh, sorry. Let me... Who Who is my co-host? How rude of me. Well, you heard Snoop. It's Thoughty or Thought. I like, I like Salty for you. I... But then there's other pages named Salty. Yeah. But you're the... I kind of have strayed away from that yeah, one. That's fair. For reasons. I thought about like... Yeah. <laughs> We won't get into that. <laughs> no, I, I just, I thought about like potentially changing my name on Instagram, but I just, I don't know. Like I still hold on to the one that I have right now. It used to be Salty Meadow, like when I was a meadow in my early years, early times when I was youthful <laughs> and full of life. So long ago. I had dreams. <laughs> Says the 26 year old. Fucking 29, dude. Lies. We've been over this. Liar. <laughs> what would you change it to what are your options oh for wait change what options <laughs> your Sorry. name your we're talking about instagram right your instagram name oh not like changing amanda to oh yeah yeah sorry i thought you were talking about something else no um no i don't i never i well i don't know what i would change it to so i just kind of like have left it alone i just think that if the right name kind of comes to me then i will change it i i suppose i don't know Fair point, fair point. It's got to be the right timing. It's got to come together. It all comes together. Simpatico. Swimmingly. But yeah, Um. so that intro, sorry, real quick before I, get, I start on this. Yes, it's Speechify. It did cost money, but I am going to be in grad school and it's a lot of reading in the program that I'm doing right now. So just wanted to keep it interesting and keep myself focused. I you know, watch Netflix with subtitles. I am team subtitles. I am not ashamed you of it. You would. That. You fucking would. I'm not ashamed of it. It helps me hear better. <laughs> we'll get back to the subtitle thing. So when you speechify <laughs> when you're doing like schoolwork, does Snoop Dogg read you like your textbooks? Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, it's I shit you not. What are your grades? Show us your report card. So far I've been getting hundred percent, so God damn. I could never I Honey pee, baby. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I mean, one of the other options was Emma Watson. I saw Gwyneth Paltrow for another option. Emma could be good. Emma's Emma's kind of calming with that little accent. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I've just been, uh, I've been busy with schoolwork. I started going to coffee shop and the library down the street. And I noticed that since I was going to be on a campus, and this is just something real quick. In typically like university campuses, 
our gun-free zone. So I was like, well, you know, I don't really want to get in trouble for having one. I'm not registered with any weapon sure. in my name in Washington. So like it, it's just a lot to deal with. And I just wanted something to keep me safe if, you know, somebody did come and try to attack me and kidnap me. I don't know what, why. But so I ordered a little taser on Amazon. It's a cute little guy. And it's the size of a pen. It's purple. I was thinking about getting a pink one, but then I thought that'd be too obvious that I had that on me. And so this is a little bit sneakier, but it's not black. So it doesn't blend in with the rest of my pens. Right. Okay. So purple. Yeah. It, make, it made sense in my mind. Okay. <laughs> Turn her on. So you have to like flip the switch and then, oh God. Oh my, sorry. Was that your first time doing it? Uh, no, when I did it, as soon as I pressed the button, my fiance walked past the window and like stared into the window and he knows how much I fucking hate that. It scared the shit out of me. Go tase his ass. <laughs> Have you felt it yet? No, fuck no. My advice? Have you ever shocked yourself with a taser? All the time. And honestly... Really? No, you don't. No, I... Well, when I had one, I... We... I used... <laughs> like, my friends and I... Friends, the people that you know about, used to just, like, drink mm-hmm. and tase ourselves. And... And they wonder why your life expectancy is lower. Stop complaining about those jobs where you're in the mines, okay? You guys are doing this to yourself. It was fun. The best part to do it was, like, on the neck. I'm kidding. That's serious. No, I don't mean to offend anybody by that. I know that men do actually have a higher mortality rate. But serious note over. Continue. Sorry. Cancel Amanda. I cancel Amanda. Well, my, my advice, if that if that taser is for like self-defense, you should feel it to like understand the tolerance of it. So like if somebody were, if you were had to use it against no. somebody, you would know if it's actually like worth a shit. That sounds like an excuse to get taste. Oh my God. Taste tree then. It's your cat's, isn't it? No, he just brought me flowers. I will not tase him. Aww. Now I'm not mad that he <laughs> scared the shit out of me in the window. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Oh, they're beautiful. It's a big bouquet. Bring him on. Bring him on. <laughs> no, he's shy. <laughs> what are you doing right now? I don't know why I thought eating a chocolate was going to be a good idea. <laughs> it's not. I'm not going to chew into the microphone. That's fucking rude. <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm so sorry. What are we doing today? We, um, speaking of being fucking high, we're talking about drugs today. Oh. I'm stoked about this topic. I You're stoned about it? I'm stoked. That was stupid. Keep going. Dad joke. Boo. Boo, boo, boo. Boo, 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 boo. No, so we are going to be talking about the government testing on civilians and members of the military and other members of who work for the government, namely the CIA. Yeah, we had spitballed this idea for I don't know how many months. Every episode. We kept saying like we gotta do we gotta talk about drugs. We gotta talk about drugs. And I think that this was probably the perfect topic for us to talk about. Yeah. You know how you and I are with that stuff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> we are very pro-green. <laughs> Not in the climate change way. <laughs> Not climate or money. Not climate or money. Well, a little bit of both, but... The land and, upon it. Namely. <laughs> so yeah, we kind of spitballed how we were going to do this topic, how we were going to go about it, and we just never really formed a full thought with it. Thought, thought. But, 
my fiance, he likes to listen to scary stories and conspiracy theory podcasts at night to fall asleep to. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> Just go to sleep. No, someone could be falling asleep to us. Just kidding. My voice is like a cheese grater. Don't fall asleep to this. A cheese grater. It's my vocal fry. A hundred, two hundred years ago, imagine what they were sleeping to. You know, I I can't sleep. Okay, let's just listen to the story about this woman getting hatcheted to death. Oh, that's better. Okay. Just the butler sitting in a chair in the corner, telling him a scary yeah. story. Fucking Jeeves, <laughs> Mister Jeeves. Tell me another story. Oh, finally, I can get my eight hours now. Ugh. I lost my train of thought already. I was on it too. I was so on it. Oh, um, uh, tree sleeping scary stories. Oh, yes. What inspired the topic? My fiance, he falls asleep to conspiracy theories and scary stories. So this conspiracy theory episode that came up was about the history of why weed kind of has the stigma it does today and just the history of it through America and when it became illegal and like who headed it and blah 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 and I just remember thinking like man if there's one person that I could go back in time and punch it would be that motherfucker who led the charge and I already forgot his name don't care about it not important to me the important thing is this guy's a fuckhead and ruined it for the rest of you guys so get mad vote local let's go back in time and kill him or just get him high as all get out and then just then he sees the light. Now, he was a very religious figure and it had something to do with the Prohibition era. He was really just going after anything that was fun and outlawing it. Like, I'm pretty sure he was the guy who inspired the town preacher in the movie Footloose. Yeah. Yep. Great adaptation later on with uh, Miles Teller. Oh, you and Miles. <laughs> That was the first movie I saw him in. I immediately fell in love. Immediately. I think I was in high school when I saw it. I was just like, that man. <laughs> he looks like fucking Corey Matthews. There's nothing special about it. You know him. what? Just let me have this, okay? Tan Corey Matthews, but that's fine. <laughs> just let me have this. Take him. Go. You want him so bad? Just go. Fucking go. Take him. So I feel that we will talk about the history of weed at a later time. This wasn't really what I wanted to get into because I told my fiance that I really liked the episode. So he said, hey, I have these other episodes I think you'd really like. There's one that's really good about MK Ultra, And I was like, OK, we'll listen to that. And immediately after, I knew kind of what MK Ultra was, but I didn't know that all the stuff that I knew about happening was what it was all called. So I, I guess I just didn't know the name of the project. So the name of the project is MK Ultra. Yep. But yeah, it's just a bunch of fucked up shit that the government did. It's so strange. And we're going to talk about it. But. But. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's one other topic that I wanted to get to before we got into this episode because it's really, really short. I promise. I put this in my notes app because I did not want to forget this. Fuck, where is my notes? There it is. Okay. <clears throat> so one of my notes from this week that happened that I really wanted to talk about on the podcast was on Instagram, those people that try to hack your account, they're like, hey, can I, I need help like getting back into whatever, or I need help. I need you to click this link and then it'll text you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So they're just trying to get the two-factor authentication. So sometimes I, there's a sick little gremlin in me that kind of likes to troll trolls or troll scammers. Okay on the internet it's just it's kind of fun every once in a while sometimes you just gotta let it you gotta let the gremlin go and <laughs> so i did and so i fucked around a little bit 
until I called their bluff and I was like, hey, I know this account was hacked. I know this is what you're trying to get me to do. And I got the hacker to admit that they were trying to hack into my account. With like speaking English and everything? Yes, full on English, but like kind of a little, it was broken. Definitely not broken. There was like some parts, but for the most part, it was like really good English. So yeah, I got a scammer to admit that he was trying to scam me. And then he wanted to be my friend. That's a pretty good feat. I have the receipts. Doesn't happen too often. I'm proud of you. Oh my God. It was so perfect. And then, no, not only that, the hacker was like, hey, I could teach you how to do this. And I was like, no, no, thank you. I'm good. We can take you on. You can be a boss, babe. The worst mafia ever. Dude, seriously. This episode of Sopranos fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. That was my one story. My first Instagram page, which I think I surpassed it now with followers, whatever that means, uh, almost got hacked. And I fell for it twice with my personal page, which is like someone sends you a link and you click it. It's like, hey, I made like this good photo album for you or whatever. Oh, yeah. Or I made this good playlist for you. You click the link and it's like, oh, sign back into Instagram for to listen. And, you know, username, password, boom, they have both of it. And I did that twice. Once personal page, they messaged every single person I follow, which is like 200 people, Mm -hmm. which is not many, exactly what they sent to me. And then with my first page or my first meme page, same thing happened. I fell, I fucking fell for it. And uh, if you're listening, I won't fall for it again. Don't try me. (laughs) I did this. I did this. (laughs) Fool me once. I I don't click shit anymore. Wait a minute. (laughs) This looks familiar. <laughs> I did it and I submitted it. I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, I hurry up. You didn't listen to Jeff, man. You didn't listen to I Jeff. I guess. I changed my password immediately, like, fucking immediately, mm-hmm. and nothing happened. So they didn't have time to, like, sign in to my account and get all that. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm so paranoid about that. I have two factor authentication on everything. I am so fucking paranoid. I pay for a service to, like, scrub my data from the internet. Like, my addresses, like, everything. It's probably smart. I'm pretty... Yeah, I pay 40 bucks a month for that, but... 40? To me, it's worth my peace of mind. I am, unfortunately... I should I should be more like you. I guess I'll leave it at that. I, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't care, generally. Meh! I have a whole story as to why I am more paranoid now, and that was... Again, it's a whole story. I have my social security number, like somebody tried to use it to file their taxes. And so I had gotten audited and it was a whole big debacle. Everything's okay now. I, I have really good credit, so it didn't affect my credit score or anything like that. But it was just that initial scare. And I was like, fuck no, never again. And all my shit's on lockdown. So just extra paranoid. That's that's me. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, to an extent, like if you don't feel safe in your own home, which you don't. I mean, I, I do, but it's only because we have these things like our security systems, our, our guns. and Windows. You know, yeah, everything like that. Cameras. Tasers. Ta- tasers, yeah. If I didn't have those things, I would be a nervous, I'd be a shaking chihuahua. I would hate it. The last base I lived, I didn't feel safe at all. Mm-hmm. Everything locked, gun ready, like, I hate, I despised it. Where I live now, doors unlocked, I could feel safe with my car unlocked. Not like, but I don't know. Yeah. So that feeling sucks. All right. I'm going to pull up your notes so I can follow along while you have your time with the floor thought. Oh, 
fuck, how do I turn this on? It's been, okay, I'm good. Everything's fine. Okie dokie here. So it's uh, thoughts time on the floor. And we're going to do a little bit of thoughts, thoughts here with military drug testing. Pharmaceutical experiments. Not the fun kind. Yeah, not the fun kind. Not the not that good stuff. Maybe the fun kind. Not the kind where you pee in a cup. Oh, yeah. Not the one with the, the, the meat gazers and... The cock observers. And... I always volunteer for that job. Yes, that. I was about to say the meat cur- the meat curtain observers. is Meat what? curtain observers? That's not... What? Who says that? That sounds awful. <laughs> no, nobody. Nobody says that. Nobody should ever say that. What do you think goes on in the, our bathrooms? I don't know. The meat cur- Oh, my God. I was talking about women. Ugh. What? <laughs> how do you guys- How do you all even do your testing? They- so, obviously, one woman sits. <laughs> yes, yes. So, one woman will sit and- <laughs> The other one just, like, squats in front of them? Yeah, well, the other one will, like, hold the door and sure watch the other one go to make sure that they don't tamper with anything or, I don't know, pull out a fake dick and be like, whoa, what's that? Make her put her hands on her head or something while she's peeing. Yeah. Apparently, fake dicks are a thing, but if you're in, just don't do it. Or if you do do it- Just use a real dick. Make sure you have a lot of leave and you don't do much of it. Yeah, what I what I tell my soldiers is, like, you know, we do drinking and driving safety briefs every weekend. Everyone always gets a DUI. Mm-hmm. Preventative words don't work. Uh, people are people. So like I tell them, if you're going to use drugs, use them responsibly. If you're going to smoke weed, do it during leave, like the first day. And don't do it again because you will be tested, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more realistic. Like It's a realistic expectation. If you're going to smoke, you're going to smoke. If you're not, or whatever drug you're going to do, you're going to do it. Regardless what I say, it might as well push them in the right direction. At least put that thought. Yeah, like. Yeah, put that thought in their head like, oh, shit, it stays in my system. I should probably do this at the beginning of leave. Hold on, let me take a sip of my water real quick. You know, common common sense is not so common. So. I just think it's more realistic and appropriate. Especially if you live in a state where, well, even the red states now with Delta 8. I mean, Delta A will make you pop up. Regardless where you go, you're going on leave. You normally go home where friends are from high school or college who are smoking weed still because they're not in the military. Oh, nice to see you. Smoke this joint. Okay. Like, you might as well, if you're going to do that shit, if you're going to fuck around and do something that'll pop up on like the five panel test, do it in the beginning. Don't do it when you have to report in two days. Yeah, that's just not enough time. It's not. Unless you have like the metabolism of, I don't know, Flash from the Justice League. I don't know why I thought of that. Anyway, thought, continue. Okay. Well, back to fake dicks. Back to fake dicks. We had a soldier who's like weight and everything. His skin complexion was changing. His work ethic was changing. Didn't look right. So like we went through his room. And he passes all of his UAs, but you, could, you can tell something's wrong. Yeah. And we found a, a fake dick with, like, clean urine in there. Oh, So no. they took the fake dick, clean urine. Please tell me, did he did he say that that was his, like... No. I feel like a desperate attempt would be to say that that's my dildo or something. My dildo full of urine that I fuck by. <laughs> the urine... The, <laughs> a golden, I have a golden shower finish. The urine's a part of it. I love it. It's part of the experience. Somebody probably has said that before. Probably, but this story doesn't end too well. So. Oh, no golden showers? No, he's dead. (laughs) Oh, fuck what? (laughs) Took about two seconds. Yeah, so. uh, (laughs) 
She's nervous laughing now. So the command referral to UA, take the clean POA. He pops off her opioids. He's using heroin pretty regularly. Oh no. Gets the boot and he he ended up overdosing out of the army. Oh god. How do you feel now, Miss Giggles? Looking <laughs> 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 at the situation of the abruptness in which I stopped laughing when I realized, you know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> Cancel Amanda. If you're listening, I'm sorry. I should. I might as well just own that now. So when it actually does happen, yeah, it'll, be, it'll just be nonstop trending. <laughs> oh God. Okay, continue. Sorry. So this little title really got us down the rabbit hole. Military drug testing, pharmaceutical experiments run on our troops? Question mark. The fun kind. The fun kind. In 1945, a leading international psychiatrist, British Brigadier General John Rawlings, Reese, saw the military as psychiatry's perfect research lab, stating, The Army and other fighting services from rather unique experimental groups, since they are complete communities, and it is possible to arrange experiments in a way that would be very difficult in civilian life. It was a shrewd tactic, especially when sold under the guise of help. After all, soldiers have always been a... Quote, captive audience who had to obey orders. And all around the world, psychiatrists took the opportunity to try some very risky treatments. They electroshocked some soldiers, put others into deep coma, and tested out powerful, mind-altering drugs on yet more. Oof. They become involved in military recruitment, personal selection, training, and discipline. They were probably like back in my, you know, some specialist is like complaining about sweeping the motor pole. Back in my day, they shoved electric rods into my nose and up to my brain. They gave me 12 tabs of acid and sent me into the fucking woods. (laughs) No way, Grandpa. Okay, Grandpa, take your medicine. From the 1950s to the 1970s, psychiatrists in countries like Britain, United States, and the USSR used their militaries as proving grounds for an arsenal of new experimental treatments such as LSD. The U.S. Army estimated that at least 1,500 soldiers were given LSD as part of mind control experiments during this era. Few, if any, military subjects were informed of the potential health consequences of the tests. Sounds like something familiar. Do you think they told them it was LSD? Or do you think they told them it was like some experimental drug that they were trying uh i feel like they were informed that it was i don't know if they'd be forthcoming few if any military test subjects were informed of the potential health consequences of the test yeah but it doesn't say that they didn't tell them what it was yeah they definitely knew it was an experiment yeah but i'm thinking back to like remember our our fort polk episode when we were talking about camp claiborne yep and how they used mustard gas on black soldiers that were there. Yeah. So my, obviously, I don't think that they told them that they were going to be gassed. Back then, I, I definitely don't see them of any any kind of drug experimentation, them actually telling the patient, hey, this is what you're getting. The 70s? Eh, it was the 70s. I don't know. <laughs> it's a crazy time. I wish I was there. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's I guess it's worded a certain way where it's kind of hard to perceive it, actually. Plausible deniability. Yeah, plausible deniability. Sneaky journalists, man. Mm. Had a lie legally. Seriously. We have a little picture here that we'll post for y'all. It's an image from the Naval Research Lab depicts a test subject who is exposed to mustard gas. Because who wouldn't love that? Ooh. American service members using chemical and biological testing have some questions. They were so small. They were... Yeah. They were tiny people. He's got a pretty good farmer's tan, too. 
Yeah, he's got a watch tan. Wow. They were so, so small. And they haven't updated the body composition standards. I think they updated them a little bit. Like the was over 540 fitness score. You don't have to get taped. I mean, that's what SMA said on Instagram. I don't know if that like came into doctrine. Hmm. Yeah, but the old one needs to go. I mean, just look at this. Look at this guy. He's so small, but he was probably average. He's just a little fella. He's average size. So, he's tiny. He actually kind of looks like one of the guys I was at ROTC with. Carry on. Okay. Sorry. American service members using chemical and biological testing have some questions. What exactly were they exposed to and how it, is it affecting their health? Tens of thousands of troops were used in testing conducted by the U.S. military between 1922 and 1975. As one army scientist explained, the military wanted to learn how to induce symptoms such as fear, panic, hysteria, and hallucinations in enemy soldiers. Recruitment was done on a volunteer basis, but the details of the testing and associated risks were often withheld from those who signed up. Many of the veterans who served as test subjects have since died. Mm-hmm. But today, those who are still alive are part of a class action lawsuit against the Army. If they're successful, the Army will have to explain to anyone who was used in testing exactly what substance they were given and any known risks. The Army would also have to provide those veterans with health care of any illnesses that result in whole or in part from the testing. The law firm representing the veterans estimate that at least 70,000 troops were used in testing, including World War II veterans exposed to mustard gas, whom NPR reported on earlier this summer. I think that they made progress with this one as of recently. Okay. I feel like they did. But anyway, I'm just thinking, I, oh my God. I mean, most of them are probably dead by now, but I just would want to see on a wall just all of the drugs and grouping them and seeing how many of each kind they were giving people. Yeah, it's probably substantial. I think it was the Brits. They uh, they needed subjects and they put them on this uh, flight deck of an aircraft carrier in the ocean. And they were like, look this way with just look out this way. And I forget if it was them or the U.S. who dropped like a nuke or atomic bomb. And it was very, it was very close to them. And that dropped... And like the accounts that like the people on the flight deck were saying, like what they were experiencing, it was like they can they could see through their skin, they could see the the skeletons of the people in front of them, all the radiation that they were exposed to very quickly. And I'll send it I'll find the link and I'll send it to you. Oh my god. I feel like we have to cover this. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, that'd be a good episode. Yeah, dog ear that one. Got you. And like they Obviously, eventually, it would all start dying. Damn. I'll find that for you. But oh, that's so. Oh. We are, and I'm not going to get into a certain thing that's happened in two years ago and so forth. Yeah. If there's anyone to test, military's perfect because we log everything. We have all the systems in place. Well, yes and no. You're you're the SME here, but yeah, you can speak well, a piece. Yeah. So yes and no. So yes, they do have logs of everything. However, if something not legal were to happen where somebody went back in to change medical records, like that's against the law. I mean, even when you're getting out and you're going to go get your get all of your medical files on a disc, when you get out, this is what you have to do. So, you know, you have that disc and in between, because I guess like the system with the army doesn't talk to the VA system. I don't know. It could be two different interfaces. I'm not a computer nerd, but 
Regardless, they give you a disc, and so with that disc, you're supposed to upload it to your computer, and then from your computer, then you upload it to the VA's website. So, and in between that time, say you wanted to take something off of your medical record, like you didn't want the VA to see something, or you wanted to alter a number so it looked worse than what it was to get like a greater disability, they can see that. They, there's, there's forensic, I mean, not all the time they'll catch it, but like they have that forensic capability where they can see when somebody edited a document. Right. So don't fucking do it is what I'm getting at. Like you could get in a shitload of trouble. And so with, you know, reports of medical records being changed as of recently, like that is that's that's really bad. Yeah. So but anyway, that that kind of got sidetracked. I'm so sorry. But thought, are you ready for MK Ultra? I am ready. <laughs> okay. I put all of my notes. I really honestly did take time to make my notes and make them coherent. But if you want to follow along, it's also on the drive under getting high on company time. Getting high? All right, I'll pull it up. You can keep going while I'm doing it. You know me, it'll take 30 minutes. I kind of want I kind of want to like see your reaction to the slideshow. <laughs> okay, it's loading. Yay, hydrate. Look at you being a responsible adult. I'm out of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I didn't say that so naturally. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was didn't even fucking skip a beat. Just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't get <laughs> like having alcohol is not the issue. It's like I don't. I don't know. I'm just gonna sound like a <laughs> just having something to sip on. I understand exactly. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, just let me know when you're in. <laughs> I'm ready. Got it up. Okay, good. Second slide looks interesting. <laughs> Is that Avril Lavigne? Yes. <laughs> it makes me so happy you got that right away. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. With the topic of MK Ultra, when I was starting to think, oh, I feel like I've heard of that before in my head and blah, blah, blah. But I remembered that in the show Inside Job, the bar where they were, Cognito Inc., there's a bar called Trust. Perfect. So I was trying to find a picture for the slideshow. I was trying to find a picture. And the only thing that popped up was this fucking gif of all the clones of Avril Lavigne just fucking shit off. I mean, what else would you rather up there? It's perfect. I thought so, too. So this will be on, on the Instagram. Okay. <clears throat> now we get into... I'm so excited. Okay. So Project MK Ultra. What is it? It was an illegal human experimentation program designed and undertaken by the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency, or CIA, intended to develop procedures and identify drugs that could be used in interrogations to weaken individuals and force confessions through brainwashing and psychological torture. It began in 1953 and it was halted in 1973, so span of 20 years. MKUltra used numerous methods to manipulate its subjects' mental states and brain functions, such as covert administration of high doses of psychoactive drugs, especially LSD, and other chemicals, electroshocks, hypnosis. I am fucking terrified of, like, you know those shows where people get called on stage and they, they're hypnotized? Yeah. Fuck no. Fuck no. What do you think you'd do? I, I would be... No. I, I don't like I don't like being vulnerable. That sounds terrifying to me. I'd probably just, like, piss my pants or something. <laughs> Okay, next person. I'm like, oh shit, did I say something stupid? Sure. I'm just like, Sherry, get the mop. Just, just piss my everywhere. Disgruntled janitor just shuffles in. Damn it, not again. Sherry. Okay, so hypnosis, sensory deprivation, which is actually really awesome if you ever do one of those salt bath floats. 
although I don't know how these ones are. Isolation and verbal and sexual abuse, which is being awful. All this is awful, but that to me is like really, really bad. In addition to other forms of torture. So the name origin. So why is it called Michael? Why is it called McUltras? Michelob Ultra. Mm. MK Ultra's name comes from the diagraph MK, meaning the project was sponsored by the agency's technical services staff, followed by the word Ultra, which had previously been used to designate most of the secret classification of World War II intelligence. So it's just whatever they match it up with. I don't think it really has necessarily a rhyme or reason per se. It's just what it ends up being is what it ends up being. Right. So what came before MK Ultra? There have been a number of earlier secret U.S. government projects to study mind control, interrogation, behavioral modification, and related topics. These earlier projects included Project Chatter, established in 1947, Project Bluebird, and Project Artichoke, both established in 1951. Those are such 50s names. Bluebird and Artichoke. Artichoke is perfect. Sounds like the name of like some China set that would be in my grandma's hut. Don't touch the artichoke. Get the bluebird, China. No, my grandma doesn't sound like that. She's got the northern accent. Mandy, get the bluebird, China. Oh my god. Is Mandy your mom's name? No. The only person who is allowed to call me Mandy is my grandma. That is it. Oh, you're Mandy? Yes. That's a, that's a, that makes sense. I will definitely won't call you that. Well, the new bong that I have, uh, the one that my sister got me, the the Grim Reaper, uh-huh. his name is Grim, so it could be Grim and Mandy. <laughs> Good show. I need to watch that again. Okay, I'm getting distracted. <laughs> Good show. Good show. Good show. Oh, yeah, you betcha. Oh, my God. Keep going. <laughs> Action. The head honcho, oh. headed by Dr. Sidney Goddardlieb. MK Ultra was started in the order of the CIA director Alan Dulles. No one's gonna listen on to April this. April 13th, 1953. <laughs> that was really hard to do. It's hard to listen to. I was largely in response. God damn it. Man, this guy's not lying. Like, this was a giggly batch. I love this. <laughs> Largely in response to alleged... So so they started doing this project headed by Sidney Goddardlieb because they were concerned that the Soviet, Chinese, and North Koreans were also using mind control techniques on U.S. prisoners of war in Korea. The CIA wanted to use similar methods on their own captives. The CIA uh, was also interested in being able to manipulate foreign leaders with such techniques. It would later invent several schemes to drug Fidel Castro. Weird. Right? Starting to, are things starting to connect? That's what I noticed about this as I was watching these documentaries, listening to the podcast and stuff. I'm like, everything is like connected. Oh, yeah. It's every major historical event is connected to this project. It's wild. That agency, too. There's, it seems like any more. We'll get into okay, that. Keep going. Sorry. We'll get into that. Oh, yeah. You be- Okay. Yep. I'm, go- I'm going to keep going before you turn this off. Damn it, Mandy. Okay. <laughs> So Donald E. Cameron, Donald E. Cameron, who had been present at the Nuremberg trials as a psychiatric evaluator for the leading Nazi Rudolf Hess, was one of the lead researchers in MKUltra's mind experiments. So ironic. He infamously drugged patients and repeatedly played tapes of noises or suggestions while they were comatose for long periods of time, hoping to correct schizophrenia by erasing memories in order to reprogram subjects' minds. Hmm? Not with the shit I see on the internet. That clearly failed. <laughs> in reality, these tests left his subjects comatose for months at a time, fucking, and permanently suffering from incontinence and amnesia. Damn. So this guy, I, he fucked them up 
bad. I want to say he was from Canada. Looks like it. <laughs> Looks fucking like Canadian. Fucking Canadian. None of our listeners have kicked. I love my little tea strainers. Those little tea strainers that I got. Hold on. The ones that like they clamp like this. Yeah. And they look like Terrence and <laughs> Immediately, first thing I thought of was as soon as I opened that package, I was like, oh, it's like that South Park show. You posted that, didn't you? <laughs> I did. So continuing, experiments done by old Donnie up here and of others were often conducted without the subject's knowledge or consent. In 1964, the project was named MK Search. The project attempted to produce the perfect truth drug for interrogating suspected Soviet spies during the Cold War, and generally to explore any other possibilities of mind control. Because most MK Ultra records were deliberately destroyed in 1973 by the order of the then CIA director Richard Helms, it is difficult, if not impossible, to have a complete understanding of the more than 150 individually funded research subprojects sponsored by MK Ultra and related CIA programs. So, I guess they thought if they just, I could see their thought process with this, is destroy the hive, right? This thing is at at the head of all those other subprojects that they have with the CIA. Yeah. Which some of them might still be active today. In fact, I would not be surprised if they were still active today. But I think in their mind, if we destroyed the nest or the hub or the hive or whatever, then it'll all go away. Which is why they don't really acknowledge it. Like, they do, but they don't. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there are declassified documents and stuff, but the lengths of which they went to cover all of this up and just, I, I don't know, like, not even a memorial for, as far as I know, there's no memorial for the people that died because of these experiments. And any other country, like... Probably not, no. I mean, I'm going to... Um, well, we have other monuments and statues here, but I'm talking, like, for this specific project that they had, MK Ultra, All the people that died because of this. And I'll get into the deaths. Like, it is fucked up. But, you know, there's nothing. As far as I know, there's nothing. And, like, Germany, they have Holocaust museums there, right? They have... They have where that took place. They they kept it there as a reminder to people like, hey, we this is fucked up. We fucked up. Don't let this happen again. Yeah, but you know, instead of erasing it, that's only that only that's only there because Germany lost. Like if they won, you know, there would be no Holocaust museum. Yeah, that that, that would, be, would be there. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, like that just would that that makes me angry. That doesn't give any of those families closure. No, but I'm. Sh- that's like the thing, the military, like, we're all just kind of guinea pigs. Yeah. Unfortunately. And we're all just like, you know how it is, like, being in the like the medical field side of it. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, you need to do this. Okay, say no more. And you follow your friends and their stupid little camis to some random building, like, and that's it. Yep. I mean, you have people who actually do think for themselves. Yeah. And it's weird because of the way that they do it. And I'll, I'm going to use doctors as an example because doctors sidestep a lot of the military BS in part because they can afford to do that. You know, they're getting paid a little bit more. So, you know, why would they pay for or why would they get the TRICARE equivalent for what they could be paying in the private sector and actually get appointments on time, flexibility with scheduling, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know. I feel like I'm getting off track with this. So... No, like... I guess we'll continue. You're good. Keep going. We'll, we'll uh, collaborate at the end. No, sorry. Well, real quick, I'll just I'll tie that thought off. But 
he he basically this it was a dentist that we had and he did not want to use the SGLI or he didn't want to do it I think it had something to do with like the DD93 I want to say it was like you know your emergency contact data or something like that or like your beneficiary reaffirming your beneficiaries or whatever mm-hmm. I can't remember. What, I think that's the SGLV. Yeah, are, are you asking? The, the life insurance. Yeah, life insurance and yeah, is okay. SGLV. Yeah. So he didn't want to do that. And they're like, he would always be red because he never did it. But they're like, why won't you do this? And he's like, I don't want to. I don't need to. My family comes from money. We're good. Oh, okay. So he's just like, I don't want to do this. I don't need to do this. They're like, well, if something happens, he's like, no, I don't think you understand. Like, we're good. It must be nice to have that much money to not worry about life insurance. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Take that shit. SGLV is supposed to go up to 500000 too, by the way. <laughs> is it matching inflation? These funeral costs are getting out of control. It's not a funny joke because it's really, really sad. I thought it was funny, though, but... It was funny, but it's, it's like, on a serious note, uh... like... <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna like... cut this part. I'm making note of this. I, I was gonna say, yeah, the military upping the upping the beneficiary amount that they're going to get because of the suicides that they've gotten, how expensive death is. The suicides and everyone dying randomly from heart attacks. Yep. We had like four, we had like four dudes kill themselves last month. Oh it's like God. another one. Anyway, keep going. DJ Khaled. Um, 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 uh. <laughs> anyway. So what was the government trying to accomplish? I thought this was going to be a funny episode. This is going to be really fucking depressing. Okay. <laughs> What was the government actually trying to accomplish? The agency poured millions of dollars into studies probing literally dozens of methods of influencing and controlling the mind. One 1955 MK Ultra document gives an indication of the size and range of the effort. This document refers to the study of an assortment of mind-altering substances described as follows. Okay, are you ready for this list? Yes, ma'am. I, okay, I don't think you're ready, but okay. Substances which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient will be discredited in public. Substances in which the efficiency of mentation and perception materials which prevent or counteract the intoxicating effect of alcohol. So counteracting the effect of alcohol. Okay. Like a pill that like makes you not drunk. Sign me up. Or the pill that like speeds it up. Oh, that's terrifying. Substances which will enhance the ability of individuals to withstand privation, torture, and coercion through interrogation and so-called brainwashing. So they probably drug the absolute shit out of them so they can't feel any pain. Take a pill and boom, you're good. They're good to torture you. Just keep your little pill pack around your neck when you're captured and then use your pain pills. That sounds fucking terrible. Oh my god. Oh, there's one right here. A knockout pill which will surreptitiously be administered in drinks, food, cigarettes, as an aerosol, etc., which will be safe to use, provide a maximum of amnesia, and be suitable for use by agent on types of ad hoc basis. Substances which produce physical disablement such as paralysis of the legs, acute anemia, etc., Substances which will produce a pure euphoria with no subsequent letdown. That sounds fucking awesome. All uppers and no downs. Sign me up. Just kidding. I have actually never done Molly before. Never done it. Really? True story. True story. I have never done Molly. Okay. So there's a whole list of it. I'll post it on Instagram. It's a lot. So you you can weed through it. Experiments. The CIA document suggests that chemical, biological, and radiological means were investigated for the purpose of mind control as part of MK Ultra. Early efforts focused on LSD, which came later to dominate many of the MK Ultra programs. Because LSD is awesome. 
Uh, experiments administering LSD to CIA employees, military personnel, doctors, and other government agents, prostitutes, mentally ill patients, and members of the general public in order to study their reactions. LSD and other drugs were usually administered without the subject's knowledge and informed consent, which was a violation of the Nuremberg Code that the U.S. agreed to follow after World War II. So they basically said, okay, everybody else, you, you have to do this. You have to sign this. You have to agree to this. But we're going to do this to our own people. Why it's fucked up. Continuing. Efforts to recruit subjects were often illegal, even discounting the fact that drugs were being administered through the actual use of LSD, for example, was legal in the United States up until 1967. In Operation Midnight Climax, oh, I remember hearing about this one. You're going to love this. Slash hate this because it's fucking. The name's awesome. Keep going. <laughs> so it, you'll, you'll get it. So, in Operation Midnight Climax, the CIA set up several brothels to obtain a selection of men who would be too embarrassed to talk about the events. The men were dosed with LSD, and the brothels were equipped with one-way mirrors, and the sessions were filmed for viewing and study later on. What the fuck? They had these one-way mirrors where they were watching dudes high as balls on LSD have sex with prostitutes, and these were, like, really successful men. Like, we're talking, like, you know... I, I don't know. I feel... Okay. Fuck me. Wall Street people of or the equivalent of Wall Street people, like, big names and stuff. Yeah. Or, like, old money, like, getting caught, you know, it getting out that they went to a brothel to have sex with a prostitute. For science. Not that there's anything against, like, wrong with prostitution. But it, at the time, there was that stigma that yeah. could really, really tarnish your reputation. What are you gaining as... Sorry, I don't want to ruin your thought. Go on. Oh, go ahead. All right, so the successful men tripping balls, banging prostitutes. Like, what the research is, what are you gaining from this research? I, like, oh, yes, he uh, uses doggy style less when he's tripping fucking I face. think that these people were high on the drugs and the stash themselves and were just writing down the most obscure experiments they could do. Like, the most obscure ideas, and it's all in, like, sticky notes, just plastered on this fucking wall. And then they're like, that one, that one's good. Let's do that one. Sex with prostitute. P put that mirror, put that mirror there, and we're gonna watch I it. feel like they just wanted to watch people have sex. That's what I'm saying. Like, I also feel as though there is a level of perversion to this. Now, I will note that I didn't see anything regarding minors, in my research, just, you know. That's good. As far as I know, now, that could be part of those documents that were destroyed. Like, if anything, they would probably... All the this shit's, like, really bad, right? Mm. That we know about. If that director wanted all that shit destroyed, he would ensure that the most fucked up, fucked up shit is wiped from the, the face of the earth. Yeah. I mean, at a minimum, like, redacted. Because even, like, the whole JFK assassination uh files that came out recently mm -hmm. it's like hey these people maybe did it but like everything that's actually pertinent information is just redacted which i'm sure is probably similar to something on this scale yeah it's like the fort hood report how they redacted all the names right like you could still piece it together even though you don't know certain people's names but still but yeah the, all, all of that stuff wiped there's no trace of it that we know of but I would be like, why why would they keep any copies? I don't know. People back then probably did some dumb shit. There probably is one person that has all of the files in their fucking basement that hasn't been redecorated since the 60s. 
I bet you. It's probably somewhere in the Midwest. Probably right next to a fucking silo. Yeah, definitely in the Midwest. Who knows? I mean, current sitting presidents and prior presidents and vice presidents have classified information in their garages and shit and houses. So I'm sure these little CIA tests where, I mean, I don't know the scale and what's more important or not, but I'm sure there's copies that are floating around. No one knows. Yeah, nobody, nobody knows as far as, as far as we know as of today holy shit that would be that would be the event of 2023 if all of those files end up in some dude's basement i would lose my shit heard- I would, if i'm wrong i'm wrong but if i call it i fucking called it you heard it here first you heard it here first okay continuing so you see this lovely picture which we'll put on the instagram it is a doctor squirting lsd into the mouth of another doctor as part of <laughs> project mk ultra's mind control experiments it's like they posed for this picture. Science. I kind of put my notes in there. It's it's kind of sensual, you know? Like, ooh, yeah, it's ooh, hot. It's like a, a little dribble. Especially the guy that's squirting into his <laughs> mouth. He like licks it off his yeah. teeth. <laughs> but no, if you watch these documentaries, like you actually see the videos of people who are high on LSD and the way that they talk and how they view reality. It's so, it's so, and I had this, I had this thought about, you know, being high on weed and like what that's like and to what it's like to me and this is the best way i could describe it so being high is being able to see things in a different perspective it sounds kind of dumb but like my example is something kind of like this you're looking at something that's emerald green according to the paint store you painted a wall emerald green right so it looks one way on the wall and it it can look the same as the paint can but then when the sunlight hits it it looks totally different but yet still the same that's how it is being high yeah, well said. Now, LSD, can't speak on that one. I have no fucking idea. But I bet it's awesome. Hey, it's being used in therapy. My mom talked about using ketamine therapy. I kind of want to try that too. Before the army, I've done I've done both of them. I did LSD in college, which I had a good time on. I think it's like sharper. What I, When I compare between LSD and mushrooms, mushrooms obviously being more natural, more more floaty more giggly and floaty i i I described lsd like sharper like your high is more intense Mm -hmm. and sharper it makes sense to me when i'm saying it because i know like my feelings i'm sure there's a everyone listening is probably like i don't i can't like compare like i can't feel (laughs) yeah but yeah it it makes sense to me the way you're describing it you know you have something that's you have one that's made one way and then one that's grown naturally and how i mean human beings have been using mushrooms for like since before time of christ you know what i'm saying like they've been around for a long fucking time which is a terrifying thought because if you've ever seen the last of us fuck mushrooms no i want to see that but i i hear it it's incredible oh my god that whole thing just freaks me the fuck out and i love mushrooms but fuck mushrooms don't spoil i hate mushrooms i the food you don't you will not want to watch this show then because it is just it's so interesting though, and this is just a sidebar on mushrooms. Is my my fiance was telling me about this? It was this petri dish that they had. There's a documentary about it. I'll have to get the name of it, and I can post it on the Instagram later. Sorry, but what they did was they took a petri dish of sugar and like mushroom like cells or something like that. But they saw how the mushroom was reaching the sugar, and then they modeled because mushrooms are smart. They modeled the Japanese train system on the way that the mushroom functioned. Because it was so efficient. Hmm. Is that fucking wild? Yeah. God. They're gonna figure out the subways. They're gonna fuck shit up. 
Fucking mushrooms. Fucking mushrooms. Oh, oh, so real quick, because I did put this in my notes. And you're gonna fucking love this now that you're you're all awake. You got moving a little bit. Not sure where you went, but you got up. <laughs> so you're gonna love this point that I have that I wrote after the mushroom piece that I had. You know, Japan petri dish, sugar, subways, mushrooms being fucking smart. So here's a conspiracy theory, and you heard it here first. No. And potentially the last time you hear it, if they come for me. <laughs> but <laughs> potentially, here's my my newfound conspiracy theory: is the internet was started by alien mushrooms because of the hive mentality. The internet was invented by what? Nope i I am I am discrediting that. He got the idea from someone else. He stole it. The mushrooms gave it to him. He took credit for it. The mushrooms fucking started this shit because it starts that hive mentality and boom, now you introduce AI because it's adapting. Tell me, tell me this would not make sense. Slash is a terrifying horror movie plot. Let's make a movie. Let's make a movie. Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) Jonah Jonah Hill, Mark Wahlberg. Oh my God. I'll email them. No, I named, I named my scammer Kevin. Good. I have, it's a strange job. I was like, can I call you Kevin? I'm going to call you Kevin. Did he accept it? Yes, he did. (laughs) Well, if we can start screenwriting, we can film and then we'll release it in October for Halloween. (laughs) We need to go as our characters. (laughs) Can I be the mushroom? That would be a dope costume. Dope costume? All you need is an umbrella. Yeah. Maybe paint it a little bit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You got some (laughs) asshole who's drunk dressed up as Mario who jumps on top of you. It's a me. <laughs> and then he bought Yoshi. <laughs> oh. I consider myself both Toad and Mario because I like mushrooms and drinking. I feel like a Goomba. Or like those little Go- like those little shell guys who are just really inconvenient. I am inconvenient. I'm that little turtle. Little turtle guy? What yeah. are they called again? Tope Topa An inconvenience. Goomba Koopa. Coop Topa Coop. I'm thinking like Topo Chico. Koopas. Koopas. <laughs> Topo Chicos. No, Topo Chicos. I, oh, God. Goombas is a good one for you, though, too. Yeah, little grumpy mushroom. That's me. And then we can just fight each other <laughs> in random restaurants or streets. Hey, okay, you know what? I will, take, I will take the Goomba because those guys, excellent eyebrows. I got Goomba brows. Goombra- Goombrows. Very good brows. Oh, yeah, that is me. That is me. She is me. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> please Got make like a the... meme of that. Please, I beg of you. Please make a meme. Anyway. Okay, glad we got these laughs out because this next part is fucking depressing. Oh, no. All right. Other techniques. <clears throat> Another technique investigated was connecting a barbiturate IV into one arm and an amphetamine IV into the other. The barbiturates were released into the subject first, and as soon as the subject began to fall asleep, amphetamines were released. The subject would begin babbling incoherently at this point, and sometimes possible to ask questions and get useful answers. Other experiments involved heroin, morphine, tamza, tamzapam, used under the code name uh, under code name McSearch. So I guess that's the drug. Oh, that's like the truth serum stuff. Okay, mescaline. Sci- wow, I know this word. We were just talking about mushrooms, but I always fuck it up. You can do it. Psilocybin. I got it. I always get thrown Ooh. off with those P words, like pterodactyl. The P's? Yeah, like ter- yeah. I was going to say pterodactyl. <laughs> Pedid- oh, I know this, damn it. Unless there's a picture next to it. How do you spell pterodactyl? T. 
Who the fuck put that well, P there? Why? Well, Why is English? Anyway, yeah. scopolamine, marijuana, alcohol, and sodium pentanol, which that sounds familiar, but I am like the most sheltered child ever. Like the worst thing I ever did in high school was drink on, I could count on a handful of times the amount of times I've drank alcohol in high school and the amount of times I've smoked pot. I know. Oh I was just a paranoid. I was a, a nervous wreck. I didn't even have sex that often. That too, because I didn't want to be that pregnant girl because there's so many pregnant girls in my high school and I was like terrified that would happen to me. I am getting really personal. I am so sorry. Continuing. Ah, uh, response. <laughs> keep going. Keep talking. I keep going. There is no evidence that the CIA or anyone else has actually succeeded in controlling a person's actions through mind control techniques that are known to have been attempted in the MK Ultra projects. However, historians have learned that creating a Manchurian candidate-style subject was undoubtedly a goal of MKUltra and CIA-related projects. So I had to look that word up. And I saw that word again because, what's her name? Haley Lujan. She had mm-hmm. posted a video the other day, which was phenomenal. I want to be her friend. Haley, if you're listening to this, like I, I just want to be your friend. I don't understand. Like, I'm so confused by her. I am too. And that's why I love, I'm like, I don't get it. And I love it. I don't know. Like, she's a fascinating person. Or at least the caricature that is online. But Zach said the other week that he met her and she's cool as shit. So I'm like. Yeah. She seems cool. And like her content, it's it's funny. It's interesting. I'm just very confused by like, whomst is like, who whomst are you? Because she like randomly on like one of her posts, she like shared one of my memes and like tagged me and I don't follow her. Yeah. And I was like, what the, like, what the fuck? And she doesn't follow me either. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It was really bizarre though, that I saw her post to tie this back. I saw her post and it mentioned the Manchurian candidate. So I looked it up and a Manchurian candidate is a person, especially a politician, being used as a puppet by an enemy power. The term is commonly used to indicate a disloyalty or corruption, whether intentional or unintentional. So, like, being used as a pawn in a political game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I learned a new word. So, hopefully that shows up in trivia, because I have no idea where the fuck I would use that knowledge. Well, don't forget it. As with most things I learn, like, I'm really good at trivia. <laughs> I do like trivia. I mean, useful shit, like learning how to, you know, code or something completely over my head but god damn it i will learn about the history of irish potatoes that actually matters and what washington state onion is it's the walla walla onion in case you're wondering anyway what was i talking about yeah random shit i retain anyway so hopefully you retain some of this too and you win at trivia in 1973 cia director richard helms ordered all of mk ultra's files destroyed we went over that earlier and it's believed that most of CIA documents regarding the project were destroyed, making the a full yeah sorry, making a full investigation of the project all but impossible. So this is the part where we get into the deaths. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here we have Frank Olson, aka the unfortunate chemo. So Frank Olson, he was a United States Army biochemist, and he was in the chemical corps. As a chemical officer. Hmm. He was given LSD without his knowledge or consent in 1953 as part of a CIA experiment and mysteriously committed suicide a week later following a severe psychotic episode. A CIA doctor assigned to monitor Olson's recovery claimed to be asleep in another bed in a New York City hotel room when Olson jumped through the window to fall 10 stories to his death. Olson's son disputes this version of events and maintains that his father was murdered 
due to his knowledge of often lethal interrogation techniques employed by the CIA in Europe used in the Cold War on prisoners. Frank Olson's body was exhumed in 1994, so a year after I was born. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> and his cranial injuries indicated that Olson had been knocked unconscious before exiting the window. Oh. With the candlestick. But no, this was really fucking unfortunate. But it made me wonder as I was learning about, you know, where this hotel was and whatnot. I really wonder because we learn about each of the branches. They learn a little bit about their branch history of like the officer corps and whatnot. And like little weird one offs. You'll you'll hear about some some major figure in your branch. I wonder if they talk about this guy at the chem bullock wherever the fuck it is in missouri like you would think but then again how many people would there be to talk about i don't it can't be that exciting i really know i mean okay i'm gonna be completely for completely not pun intended completely frank here we do so poorly with seaburn training and we keep giving ourselves a passing grade on usr we keep doing it and I, I'm going to argue this because the only thing that we practice is for a chemical. That's it. Go to the gas chamber, don your suit, nerve agents, anything like that. Like they don't really go over what, obviously you're going to die. But you know, <laughs> I was just thinking about this and I'm like, all of you wipe it clean. You are all untrained. And here's why. As a military, how we handled the initial response to COVID, we are so fucking untrained. Technically speaking, that could be biological warfare if you took it as it was. A global pandemic, whether that was started intentionally or unintentionally, I'm not gonna, I'm not here to dispute that. What I am yeah. here to say is that is a real-life application that we could have used, and I hope to God we are fucking learning from. I would hope so. Because if you've ever seen The Last of Us, you'll know we're fucked. We are fucked. All right. Anyway. I need to watch it now. It's really good. It's on HBO Max, in case you're wondering. Okay, <clears throat> so anyway, continuing uh. on. I'm so, I'm almost done. I know you're getting sleepy. I feel so bad. Are you watching my eyes close? Yes, I am. And I'm like, oh, please, God, stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> Are you at least finding this interesting? Am I putting you yeah, to sleep? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Oh my God, I had to burp. The CIA's own internal investigation. <laughs> Those are always a good idea, right? Internal investigations. <laughs> Yeah, never wrong. Looking at our sexual harass policy so far. Okay, claimed that Gottlieb had conducted the experiment on Olson's with Olson's prior knowledge. So in that investigation, the lead guy, he said, yeah, Olson knew what he was getting himself into. Okay. Although neither Olson nor the other men taking part in the experiment were informed of the exact nature of the drug up until some 20 minutes after ingestion. Ingested. Wow. After they took the drug. <laughs> <laughs> so 20 minutes later they're like oh by the way this is what you actually took god i don't i would not do this i'm sorry no no anyway the report further suggested that Gottlieb was nonetheless due a reprimand as he had failed to take into account suicidal tendencies olsen had been diagnosed with as suffering from which may have also been exasperated by the lsd so they didn't do mental health background checks on any of these people clearly Mm. which is so important so important not only just tell your people what they're ingesting but i digress the congressional committee investigating the cia research chaired by senator frank church concluded that prior consent was obviously not obtained by any of the subjects the committee noted that the experiments sponsored by these researchers call into question the decision by the agencies 
not to fix guidelines for these experiments. So they didn't have any guidelines like what they could and couldn't do, what your what your limits were. So they were just like given yeah. all this money for these projects and just said, here, well, how much do you need? Okay. And they, they had a budget and they just kept track of none of it. None of it. Go give this guy some LSD. They bought they bought up the supply from I believe Sweden. The big supply of medical like LSD. Like they bought all of it. Okay. Some of it sitting in you know testing labs and whatnot. You know at the time they took all of the LSD. The U.S. was just like we want all of it. Mine. We'll take the lot. We'll take the lot. We'll take the trolley or whatever. Anyway. So yeah, they they bought up all this shit and they were using it. So there's just no accountability. There's no way to fucking track it. Especially after the records are destroyed. I need to move on. After prolonged legal proceedings, Olson's family was awarded a settlement of, this is so insulting, $750,000. Nice. <laughs> and received a personal apology from President Gerald Ford and the then CIA director, William Colby. That's nice. A personal apology. and I mean, I would have to do the math, but I would think that that's maybe a couple million today as a settlement. Maybe. But a million dollars isn't going to get you a whole lot. It doesn't. I mean, it does, but it, like, really doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. So, when somebody's, like, a millionaire, it's impressive, but in the grand scheme of, like, how wealthy the elite actually are, not that. Not impressed. Not impressed. To the right, you have the, it's now the Hotel Pennsylvania. It was the Statler Hotel at the time of Frank Wilson's death. Okay, so next character we got who, look at his hair. Look at this getup. Like, I see you doing this as, like, when you're retired. Like, you dressing like this. Oh, absolutely. But with more hair. Just, yeah, I hope. I fucking hope I have. My hair's good now. nothing wrong with going bald. There's absolutely nothing wrong with going bald. It's fucking natural. Stop shaming men for it. Oh, my God. I mean, I agree. Thank you. Does that hit close to home to you? Hashtag cancel Amanda. No. My dad went bald, like, real early. (laughs) Your dad pulls it off, though. Yeah, he does. I mean, he looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. But, like, I remember it was up until, like, he actually retired. So that was right after I graduated college and I had commissioned. So it was, like, his last official day, like, on terminal leave. And he had us all, like, shave his head. It was the saddest fucking head shave I've ever been a part of. Aww. It was, like, these little, Poor like, guy. it looked like dandelion fluff. <laughs> like, he had the high and tight. Like, it was, it was just, I don't know why. I don't know why. Dandelion fluff. My dad was really old school. My dad is awesome. He's got amazing stories, and I love my dad, but this episode is not about my dad. This episode is about the government. So here we have Ken Kessie. Ken Kessie, the author of the 1962 novel One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, you've probably heard of it, mm-hmm. volunteered for MK Ultra's experiments with LSD while he was a college student at Stanford University. Now here's where we get into the fun part of this. Kessie later went on to promote the drug, hosting LSD-fueled parties that he called acid tests. Acid tests combined drug use with musical performances by bands including Grateful Dead and psychedelic effects such as fluorescent paint and black lights. Those parties influenced the early development of hippie culture and kickstarted the 1960s psychedelic drug scene. It all connects. It really does. You look so confused. No, sorry. I, I was trying to... <laughs> still with us. Not confused with the content. Okay. <laughs> Skip the slide, but I'm just... You are not going out tonight. Oh, I know. No way. That blanket's on. Fuck no, you're not going anywhere. The blanket's on. The PJs are on. It's over. Okay. But what were you going to say? 
No, like I agree. It's all it really. It's it's all connected. All connected. There's. It's a fucking mushroom. It's all connected. Those parties are probably sick too. Dude, I would have loved to go to that party. Or terrifying. I don't know which one. I yeah. I mean, I think that if I were to do LSD for the first time, I don't. I would not. And this is. I've only been to one music festival before ever, and I've been to a handful of concerts. I don't know. I just don't. I don't get out much. But I could not imagine taking Molly. Just because of how my body, I don't know how it would respond. You know, that's the last place I would want to do it is in public. Yeah. So if I were to do something like that, I would probably want to do it in the comfort of my own home and just see what happens. But I've heard that the come down from Molly is like anxiety times 20. And I I don't really drink much anymore. I mean, I try to think the last time I actually had alcohol. I just, I don't, I don't drink. Nothing against it. I just don't really need to. I don't know. Because you can. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly, Dr. Phil. Exactly. (laughs) So others were given LSD by the CIA. Other notable people who were reportedly volunteered for CIA-backed experiments with LSD include Robert Hunter, the Grateful Dead lyricist, Ted Kaczynski, better known as the Unabomber, and James Joseph Whitey Bulger, the notorious Boston mobster. That is a mouthful. James Joseph Whitey Bulger, the notorious Boston mobster. Fuck me. What the fuck was that sentence? <laughs> Boston. Who wrote this? Hoops. I believe they... Hoops? Hoops. I have... The credits are down here somewhere. They just call him Whitey Bulger for sure. Whitey Bulger. <laughs> That's what he's called. That's his name. I know, but it just sounds so... I hate the word bulge. Bulging? Yeah. <laughs> It's not his fault. Uh, I know. He's named after a bulge. I would just go as JJ. Just go as JJ. What's wrong with JJ? JJ Bulge? JJ Whitey. JJ White. Change your name. It's really easy. There's no data backing you up and preventing you from changing your name like we do right now with everything automated. It takes fucking forever to change your name. I have not done that. I'm- <laughs> I think he's in jail though, so I don't know if he can change it in jail. Yeah. JJ Bulger. JJ Whitey. That'd be the perfect time, like, reinvent yourself. You get out, like, no one's has to know. Oh, this isn't Whitey Bulger, it's JJ Bulger. It's JJ. Ah, uh, it's not. JJ. <laughs> oh, JJ, he would hurt a fly. It's not the guy we were looking for. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Boston mobster was probably a really fucked up person. I haven't really looked at much into him. But anyway, so the aftermath of this. So following the recommendation of the church committee, President Gerald Ford in 1976 issued the first executive order on intelligence activities, which, among other things, prohibited experimentation with drugs on human subjects, except with informed consent, in writing, and witnessed by a disinterested party of each human subject and in accordance with the guidelines issued by the National Commission. Subsequent orders by President Carter and Reagan expanded the directive to apply to any sort of human experimentation. We go on to the U.S. Army, which, not to steal your thunder, I promise, but it is... um. So with the U.S. Army following the heels of the revelations about the CIA experiments with similar stories about what happened like in the Army. So they were like, oh, hey, that happened to us, too. So in 1975, the Secretary of the Army instructed Army Inspector General to conduct an investigation. Amongst the findings of the Inspector General was the existence of then still classified 1953 Wilson Memorandum. In response to the Inspector General's investigation, the Wilson Memorandum was declassified in August of 1975. The Inspector General also found that requirements of the 1953 memorandum had, at least in regard to the Army drug testing, been essentially followed as written. The Army used only, quote, volunteers for its drug testing program, with one or two exceptions. However, the Inspector General concluded that the volunteers were not fully informed, as required, 
prior to the participation and the methods of procuring their services in many cases appeared to not have been in accordance with the intent of the Department of the Army's policies governing the volunteers and research. So basically saying like they weren't being told what they were being given. Yeah. But the Inspector General also noted that the evidence clearly reflected that every possible medical consideration was observed by the professional investigators at the medical research laboratories. So when they were actually observing people and doing these experiments, I think they, they were doing it in a more controlled environment as opposed to what the CIA was doing, which was taking people back to brothels and watching them through a one-way mirror. It's like the beginning of Pineapple Express when they're yeah. smoking. Like in, It's like a, a controlled, safe-ish environment. Yeah. Not one-way mirror brothel fucking. Oh, God. Real quick to wrap this up. There are other conspiracy theories which claim that Mick Ultra, MK Ultra Project was also linked with the assassination of Robert F. Kennedy. Some have argued that there is evidence that the assassin Saran Saran had been subjected to mind control, though such ideas are generally dismissed due to a lack of supporting evidence. Recently, these views have become more and more widespread after the evidence cited by Saran's most recent lawyer, Ter- Lawrence Teeter. In the June 11, 2003 interview with Saran's attorney, Lawrence Teeter, on, uh, it looks like a radio talk show. After Leo Ryan was murdered at Jonestown, this is another conspiracy theory, his children filed a lawsuit claiming that the CIA had been operating Jonestown as part of their MK Ultra program, and that Richard Dwyer, the deputy chief of mission from the U.S. Embassy who had organized the trip on Ryan's behalf, was a CIA agent. So, like, they planted CIA agents in Jonestown and, like, observed all of this shit happening. So interesting. Which, if you know anything about Jonestown, yeah. The lawsuit was dismissed for reasons that have never been made public, and the majority of U.S. government records concerning Jonestown remain sealed to this day. Oh, convenient. And I will include my sources. And that is my segment. How'd I do? You did incredible. You're the best. And I didn't get distracted too much. Not the, the normal amount. Yeah. As we've gone on, like, we're getting our rhythm more and more. So hopefully good things to come. I am super fucking pumped to post this next episode. Like, I cannot wait. This guy is amazing. So hopefully we can continue to work with him. And we'll discuss that off. Oh, uh, the, the, ed- the editor? Yeah. Like, okay. what I was doing by hand, he can have done in, like, 30 seconds. It's technology is wild. I just don't know how to use it. <laughs> I'm happy you're getting relieved because then that was a lot for you. It wasn't as bad when it was only one track recording from that Skype audio. But as soon as we started adding like the multiple layers, then it got a, yeah. oh my God, I have to do a, that's a whole other thing. But just so you know, editing by hand takes time. It's not hard. It just takes a lot of fucking time. But I digress. I'm I'm sorry I'm sleepy tonight for, for everyone. It's okay. It is okay. I was just looking at my notes and see if I had anything else to really talk about. I did see, I forgot I put this in my notes, like one of the top things after my, my hacker story, but this whole like Y2K comeback thing needs to just slow down. It needs to slow down. Please. The Halloween costume tracksuits were enough. They were enough. They're for real this time. I was at Walmart getting some paint supplies for this next project I'm going to do. And as I'm passing the clothing section, I see velvet tracksuits with the glitter on the butt. Oh, nice. Like this. We saw those on Halloween. Like the. Yeah, the juicy. Yeah, the juicy couture tracksuit. It was a costume. This is real. 
this is not okay. I'm not okay. I'm upset. I'm very upset. I didn't even have a velvet tracksuit. I don't think. Did I? No, I did. I did. Maybe you're jealous. I'm, I think I just missed my tracksuit. I think this is my sign. I do have a different tracksuit. I do have that cat one, but that's the Christmas one. That was a holiday one. Yeah, I guess you can't wear it till like November now, huh? I know. We got to find you like a seasonally appropriate tracksuit. <laughs> my, my seasonal tracksuit. It wasn't just the women's section either. Because sometimes I like to get like, this is a men's flannel because they're just warmer. Hmm. And I like to buy them for myself so I don't steal trees. But I still steal trees and he, he likes it. But I still like to have options. So I'm going through the men's section. Guess what the fuck I see? Knock off Adidas tracksuits. Buy them all. What is happening? What's going on? Who am I? The hive. Fashion repeats itself. It's always going to, it's a reoccurring thing. Consume. <laughs> consume. <laughs> Buy. Buy, consume, sell. You think that'll prevent the mushrooms from finding you? Just if you eat enough of them, they just think they're one of one of us. One of us. You're one of them. <laughs> Joe Rogan say one of this. us. They're like, oh no, Joe. All right, how you doing, man? Yeah, he's Joe's the king of the mushroom people. Oh, or they look at him as like enemy number one. He's the first to go. He looks like a mushroom. He's such a sweaty man. Anyway, <laughs> well, that's all I had. Thought do you have anything? No, we we, we covered it all. I was very giggly. I'm so sorry. That was the goal tonight, right? Giggly batch. That was the goal. It exceeded. I should go give it a Yelp review. Exceeded expectations. 10 out of 10 giggly. <laughs> Giggles aplenty. 10 out of 10. Giggly as fuck. <laughs> giggly AF. We'll talk about the next episode. Another. Uh, yeah. I was about to say another merch idea. Giggly AF. <laughs> Doesn't stop. The, mer- the merches keep coming. The merchants keeps. I just need to start writing them down so we can actually. Is your site up yet? I keep. It's it like. Yes. It, I have it. It's just not on my site because I despise like how it's ran. Uh. And it's not. It's not me. It's just how drop shipping sites are run. I don't know. It's timing. It's a timing thing. Yeah. Buy in bulk and then ship station. That's what I'm gonna have to do. I've heard horror stories. That shit like takes forever. I was actually considering getting a screen printing machine myself. I thought about that. Because like there's shit that I want to put on t-shirts that like I could do myself. Yeah. And I could go to a thrift store. I could buy a shirt for like three bucks and then recreate or make it something else and make it my own. I don't know. I'm thinking about getting a screen printing shirt. I will let you know. Yeah. And then maybe we could just sell our own Department of the Dead shit. Perfect. That's the way to go. Out of my garage. My fiance would kill me. Amanda, we don't have enough space. Support me. Shush, 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 shush. I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm a boss, babe. Ew, I fucking hate that. I hate. Are you a, a boss man then? Me? Boss man. Don't I look like a boss man? Boss boy? Boss boy. Boss boy's better. <laughs> I'm not a man. Boss child? <laughs> boss boy. Boss thought. <laughs> Anything's good with the word. God, my hair's freaking out. I'm going to... Boss thought or boss boy. Press two for Spanish. Hefe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just I'm on another. We're gonna have to cut all of this. The end of the episodes are normally us just like talking to each other though. Yeah, that's, that's true. this is normal. That is true. To wrap it up, I am fucking excited about the future of it. Who knows? I might be running a t-shirt shop out of a little sweatshop on the back of my. <laughs> I'll be your little. I'm just kidding. Your little just employee. Kidding. My hands hurt. <laughs> Shut you want the American dream. <laughs> no, we're all sustainable, but 
yeah i mean who knows who knows literally what the future holds i i don't know i have good feelings good thoughts about what's to come and so we'll we'll see where it goes but fuck yeah we need to start writing merch shit down and i saw one of those t-shirt presses that also has a coffee mug function on it so i could do coffee mugs what it's a thing yes please you get boss boy on the book i really like boss boy <laughs> that's, that's the one you use at work <laughs> Okay, wow, we need to fucking wrap it up. Okay, uh, Thought, where can they find you? Bossboy.com. <laughs> Not period A period JTAC on Instagram. And what about you? Oh, oh, me? You don't want to follow me. It's Salty Kilo. It's... <laughs> Really, I'm not I'm not that interesting. I don't mean that often, but I also do run the Department of the Dead page. So if you have any nasty gram mail to send, just know that I'm the one that reads it. So we haven't gotten any, but just a forewarning. I'm the one who reads it. Nasty gram mail. You can follow me in Salt Kilo. You're gonna see a lot of cats. There's also our Instagram page for our podcast, Department of the Dead. Department underscore of underscore the underscore dead. Uh, you can email us your stories at departmentofthedead2022 at gmail.com. Yes, we will read all of your stories. And yeah, just continue to write, tell your friends, word of mouth, etc. We love you all. Hearts. Where are your tiny hands? Ah, they're downstairs. I'm sorry. Boo. I'm sorry, I know. Boss boy apologizes. Do it again. Do it again. From the top. (laughs) From the top. (laughs) Anyway, okay. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye-bye.